AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Shakira. And, and welcome, welcome to Bar Talk. But keeping the devil distant Unholy spirits trying to get me lifted Death blowing kisses And for every kiss that misses I'm reciting scriptures Hope it doesn't find the lips of another victim A walking contradiction what I call myself But if we're being honest it's a call for help A world full of labels Troops with under tables I guess I gotta go and find the truth myself So I So I stop my own religion won't let anybody else in So selfish I know But I need a little heaven of my own Made the hell that I be living So I'm trying something different No hell's in my soul And I need a little heaven of my own Now I burn candles for meditations Now I'm changing mental revolution to a revelation Limitations, now limit breaking on a daily basis The image you want me to uphold Adios. So it's back to scratch past like a practice match Won't be that plastic man persuaded by others' imagination Imagine knowing your worth, people appreciate it Advantages never taken, wouldn't that be amazing? So it's not my own religion Won't let anybody Never make a wish 
close your eyes, take a risk All the tears you're holding back, take a dip All the tea that they be spilling, take a sip Cause heaven's what you make of it Just be careful with the energy you make it with Hi, this is Shakira and you're listening to AMR Fucking welcome! Hey, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm having I'm having a musical orgasm oh, here, folks. Jesus! Give it up for the for the the, for the what's the correct 
correct term, Shakira? The the orgasm. Uh, the the orgy. No, no. It's what? called bar talk. Oh, you forgot oops. the name of the show. God damn it, woman. I mean, look, an orgy isn't that bad, is it? Uh, well, I mean, it's if, if you're referring to orgy. the context of this this show, it's a symphonic orgy in your earphones. There you go. See? Welcome to another yet another orgy fest of music that is bar talk. Ugh. And so glad to be look here. Look who again. the cat dragged in after how many weeks? I know, I know. I'm a disappointment. It's a <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. You disappointed me. You disappointed Vass. You disappointed. Oh, you disappointed Gareth. He's, he was very I upset. I disappointed Dandrews, okay? I disappointed him too. Yeah, you're not even right. drinking beer tonight. Come on. I'm drinking you're a- not even, yeah. You're doing your dis-civic dis duty by drinking cider. You mean I'm doing a disservice to the community, <laughs> to <laughs> the world? Cider. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, I want to say, first of all, welcome back to the show. It's been far too long. Thank you. Between, between episodes and your- Ugh. And my God knows what. And, and your pedantic, pedantic insights. Ped- <laughs> Am I allowed to yes. call them that? Yes, definitely. Okay. Can, you can. It's okay. Yeah. I, I give you permission. Well, what do you call them? I give you my blessings. I just call them annoying grievances. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Because I'm just, yeah, a disappointment. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's good. It, you gotta you got to describe them as something or other, don't you? Exactly. Exactly. And what better than to use the worst terminology on earth? Mm, exactly. Right? Real wordsmiths Real, we are. Yes. 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 Damn straight. You'd think we'd know- We'd think you would have a more f- fluorescent wit coming out of our mouths being the hosts of a non-scripted podcast, but- Bada bing, bada boom, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> but we should, most importantly, Shakira- Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the show. Yes. Episode 28. Episode 28? Yes. Oh, my god. It's been, been a few episodes, you know, just give you context of how yeah, long you've been. I, I don't even remember the last episode you were on. The last episode, we did not have this table with no, us. No, we didn't. No. Don't you heard that? It's Solid it's, so, uh, bit of- it's, it's nice and stiff. Bit of wood, you know? Just- uh, Oh, how I've missed these jokes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, I knew, I knew, I knew oh, as soon as you step back, yeah, okay, I remember why this place was so shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you mean shittingly fantastic. Aha, uh-huh, that's mm-hmm. it. Speaking of it, speaking of the table, speaking of, you know, shit, the table is brown, so uh, I'll give you that. It's, I mean, you got to roll with the punches, honey. You got to roll with them. You got to go with them. You got to slap them in the ass. You got to fight it. <laughs> Uh, you gotta work with it, you know. Do some twerking with it while you at it. I don't know anymore. Okay, whatever. I, I don't know. I, I know you've. I know you've been a little bit lonely the last few months. I have. You've been missing us. I have. But I mean, welcome back. Uh, I want to welcome all our listeners, of course, to another superb week of music. Mm. Certainly not the arse end of things when it comes to oh, what songs we get delivered. Oh, honey, no. It is scrum diddly umptious. Do you tell us about the first couple of tracks? Because uh, this first one was Ugh. a bit of- was actually, I think both of, we both agreed this was one of our favourites. Yeah. This one was like the first one. It just hooked me in. And I mean, given that I do like rap and I think you you would be well aware of that now, Dan. Yep. So, like, the moment that this boy just sets in, starts rapping, just gets <laughs> me hooked on. And I was like, oh, my God, honey. Yes. What is happening here? So, yeah, this was uh, this was Dallas Woods, and it was his brand new single, Heaven of My Own, featuring Misha. Mm. 
Uh, we, for those of you keen-eyed attention peoples, uh, you would have noticed that this song played on last week's episode of The Mint Factory, which I had oh. the utter pleasure of joining Gareth and Loz to, uh, to you know, yeah, whittle away with, with, you know, all the old bad jokes on that show instead <laughs> of this show go? for a change. It went well, actually. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I saw- It was the first time I'd seen Loz in ages. Yeah. And it was the second time I'd been in the studio that week because we did last week's episode in the studio, for those uh. of you who remember, remember last week's episode. But uh, it was good to be back in the studio again, even only a few days after the first time I'd been back in months. Damn. But yes, that song did feature on there. So I'd suggest going listening to that episode to get more about what the song's about. But it is one of the songs that came out during NADOC week mm. for, uh, and, you know, Dallas Woods being an, an indigenous rapper it was very timely for him to put out a, put out a good song. Uh, the song's got a lot of themes which, which deal with some of his own experiences. And yeah, it's been getting a lot of love over the last week or so that it's been out. And I just loved it that much that I'm not surprised that we decided yeah. to pick it for this week's episode. So yeah, good stuff, Dallas and Misha. After that, though, this next song, no, was not out in the last week's episode. <laughs> we only allow for one or two crossovers, folks. We don't want to like, we're not the, you know, rinse and repeat kind of guy. We like to keep yeah, things a little no. bit on, you know, you know, a little bit fresh. I mean, not going to lie, the crossovers, they do make good spin-off shows from that, too. It's, it's, the only way I can, it's the only way I can easily segue into talking about other shows that we have going on. Oof, true. Um, do you want to tell us the name of the next track that we played? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The next track that we have, oh, it is Stranger Baby by Jeffy and the Bobcats. Yeah, it's I their mean- debut single, actually, and they're from, guess where they're from? Oh, no. I'm going to get this wrong. It, Adelaide? Uh, a little bit closer. Oh, You're in the right direction, technically. I'm in the- Hold on. Western- No. That's further. New South Wales? No. Wrong direction. What, what the- Hold on. You said that- Oh, so that way you mean- Yeah. Think of the shitty side of the bay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Western Australia? No. Not- <laughs> Bay, not continent. Jeez, bay. Louise. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I heard I knew you heard shitty and just went for the first thing that came sorry, to your head. No. And I think we've offended every WA listener that's listening. No, that's we, I, I love you, Western Australia. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. I've already this is my first week back and I've already offended like a whole state. I'm I'm surprised I She's haven't. She's coming back strong, folks. I am. It was though. It, they're from they're from Geelong. So oh. we Adelaide <laughs> look, relatively speaking, compared to Perth, it's close enough. Um yeah, the song's called Stranger Baby. It's uh how how it was just a, such a sl- smooth slow jam track, wasn't it? Yes, definitely. Very funky in its own right. Yeah. Mm. And uh yeah, I really like these the, the, I'll show you the picture later, but he's the uh, I don't know if he's he's called Jeffy. He's one of the band members, I think. He's got a big fuck off fur coat. Not gonna lie, I thought his name was Jeffrey, so I kept looking at it and assuming it was Jeffrey, but then when I looked at what Dan <laughs> wrote, I don't know. I just looked at it, he I was, was like, was saying letters that didn't exist. Uh, yeah, apparently so. Uh, I, I mean, maybe maybe his name is Jeffrey and they're like Eh, fuck the last two letters. Fuck Let's just cut all the second last two letters. We'll cut them off. It's just Jeffy. I oh my god. Sounds a bit more fab that way. It's true, isn't it, Jeffy? Oh, yeah. Damn. It is spicy. Yeah, oh yeah. Um so yeah, they're both out now. As always, uh, go and check them out if you like what you hear. Mm-hmm. Up next, though, up not next. after what's up next, actually, oh. to be more precise. Mm. Um this this week I had a lot of fun. On the weekend, chatting to uh, Annika from Hachiku, 
which mm. uh, about her brand new debut album, which came out like the day before. And we had a good old chat about how she went, made a, how she made the album. So you'll really, really get to hear about that process, which was, which was really interesting. I really like it when artists do that. Yeah. So that's coming up soon. So I'm really excited to have that played back. Um, but before that, Shakira, mm-hmm. we've got another another track by a really, really fantastic up and coming female artist. Uh, Tanaya Harper with her brand new single, Emma. Ah, yes. Uh, speaking of Perth acts, by the way, speaking oh, of shit, your WA, what, oh, a, no. what a great segue. You offend them and then we, then we pr- heap praise on how good their music is. So, <laughs> <laughs> Emma, this one is, this one's a bit, this one's a bit, bit, you know, fresh. It came out as of airing today. Jesus. So, you can't go fresher than that. Uh, so fresh. In fact, Shakira only just heard the song. It's true. It's true. I mean, and you know what? I didn't even realize, and yet I already offended. That's the it. Freshest That's track it in she history. She does it. She does it as she does it. I, I just, yep. Yeah, I roll with all with I, the punches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I roll my own punches and slap myself in the face with Digging them too. Digging your own grave, yeah. just slowly. That's very, oh, no, I think very quickly, in fact. I've already just, I kind of just bombed the thing. You just you just stuck a stick of dynamite in yeah. the hole for dig your and then grave. I And then I just kind of went in there and I was like, yeah, bro, just, just lay me, me there. Just falls down. Take me, Santa. Take me. Wait, what? Santa? <laughs> I don't know. It's nearly Christmas anyways. So that's all you can think. So Santa lives <gasps> in some random hole. It, with Are dynamite. you sure it was Santa? Are it's- you sure you weren't hallucinating just a little bit? I mean, I, oh. Now, I, now I'm confused. Maybe. Maybe I was in a hole and I mistook it for, but I don't know. You're afraid to say what you're thinking, aren't you? I am very afraid okay. to say I won't, I won't. I won't dwell on it. I'll let you stew and think about it because you're going to get a little break soon to just think about what you've said. Oh, Sit God, in the corner no. and cry. Probably. Get the crying done because yeah. this is supposed to be a happy show well, for, I for, need, uh, for happy people, Shakira. I need the dunce hat, though, first. <laughs> I need the little, like, newspaper cone thing. Actually, we should get- <laughs> I need it. Can we get merch going? The dunce hat merch for Bar Talk? Oh, my God. We'll start selling that as merch. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do radio tours across the country, and that'll be the only piece of merch you can buy. That's, the I was thinking hat. about getting T-shirts, but I-, I I take that back in time. That I want dunce hat, bro. Yeah. Dunce hat dunce all hat. the way. And it's not just like anything fancy. It's just a roll of newspaper with like we scribbled on it. Exactly. <laughs> go hard or go home with dunce hats, folks. <laughs> but we'll still charge them a pretty penny. Oh, yes. Of course. It's always like marked up 200% because of it's merch. Of course, bro. So, instead of two cents, we go up to five cents. No, no. I was going to say That's- like more like- 25 bucks, but sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know that? This is why, this is why you're always having money issues, because you never know how to make a profit. <laughs> it's true, folks. Um, but talking about the music, Tanaya Harper's new song, Emma, I really liked it. Had a had a sick mm. little riff and good bit of guitar work, too. Really nice solo. Very nice. Um, and the single launch is actually this Friday. Oh. So, yes, in the wide world of they're allowed to have gigs. Uh, that's happening at the Bird in Perth on this Friday. Oh my god! And she is—it's five dollars at the door, so I mean, damn bargain. Um, being supported by Hannons and Smallfish, and yeah, that should be fun. They've got a—they've got a couple more shows actually. They're playing in playing in Bustleton on the twelfth of December and Albany on the eighteenth. Damn. Uh, so yeah, Christmas Christmas has come early for you Western Australians. Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe it. We're, we're going back out. We're seeing things. We're doing things. Perth been doing this for months. You've missed uh, out. I know. I know. <laughs> lucky Perth. They got onto it real quick. They're lucky. Yeah, they're not open their border for any any of us filthy bastards from the east side. Yeah, no, don't. We're all we're all stinky, full of rotten <laughs> cheese and 
fish and egg. And I don't six know. foot Santa holes. Yes, mm. with dynamite, folks. With dynamite. On, the- <laughs> <laughs> on that on that thought, let's play it. Um, we're gonna yes. f- we're gonna play Emma by Tania Harper. After that, the most recent single from Hechiku, Bridging Visa B, and then of course I'm chatting to Annika from Hechiku. Yes. On which show, Shakira? Oh God, no! It's the orgy called Bar Talk. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back soon, folks. from Hachiku and you're listening to AMR.
welcome, welcome, welcome back, folks, um, to another spamtastic episode. Actually, well, I, I should I should have probably already said that in the previous the previous segment, but never mind. I always like to welcome back my my listeners because it's just a pleasure having you stick around for more than five minutes. Um, however, I hope you enjoyed that. That was Bridging Visa B. That is the latest single off Hachiku's debut album, I'll Probably Be Asleep. Now, for those of you who remember that name and go, that's familiar, Daniel. You know, you're absolutely right. It's because that was a song that we previously played on that album, well, on one of our previous episodes a little while back. And I thought, damn, that was a good song. And we had to keep an eye out for when uh, Hachiku was releasing their album to get him in for a chat. And you know what? You think about these things earlier, you get results. She's just released her album yesterday as of recording, and I'm so happy to have Annika, uh, the main, I guess you can call it, front woman of, of her Chiku. I don't know, what's your what's your preference? Well, firstly, welcome to the show, Annika. Uh, what, what do you, you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> what do you like to call yourself? Do you call it, when people go, oh, so so what do you do in the band, Annika? And what, and what do you normally respond with? Um, I guess I, you could call me the, like, um, I write the songs and produce or record them. And, um, when we play live, I sing and play guitar when it's a full band mode. Um, and when it's me in solo mode, I sing, play guitar and have like a sampler keyboard and a loop station and, like a one-man show type thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You go for a bit of the loop thing. Nice. You that was that was a proper that was a proper. Oh shit! I'm 300 words down on my essay word limit. I need to start beefing up these sentences. You're like, and I do this, and I do that, just to like yeah. make the list even more impressive. And like, okay, there's an extra hundred words I just made up out of the spot. That'll get me to the word limit. Exactly. Like, just <laughs> pimp it up a bit. <laughs> pimp, pimp it up. Pimp my band. Yeah, like, <laughs> pimp my car. Pimp remember my that car. show? Okay, if you were going right, to- Let's, let's you know, divulge here for a second. If you were going to pimp one inanimate object, it can be anything mm-hmm. in your house, what would it be? Ooh, I think I would pimp my chair to become a massage chair. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's actually got a, a you know what I like it. It's a very practical answer. It has a purpose. It's you know mm. I think people would be very impressed if you just walked in and you, you just had a massage chair in your lounge room. That's like not something you normally see. Yeah, and in particular, I've got this one really nice chair here that I actually found on hard rubbish, and it's just red velvet, um, oh. quite sleek. Danish looking, but if that was a massage chair when you don't expect it and you just sit down in this nice old chair and suddenly it starts massaging you, that would be quite incredible. <laughs> what is it about Danish furniture? And people always go, oh, yeah, no, the Danes make the best furniture. Where's Where does that come from? I, I don't get it. I don't know. I think it's just... Um, for me, from experience, having looked at some furniture and you see, oh, that one's from Denmark. I see, yeah. It's like minimalist, sleek, just stylish rather than... But then it's weird because then you have Swedish furniture and that's straight away Ikea, isn't it? Like how yeah. just like one country separation um, has such different attributes. Yeah, it's just... And also the, the monopolization of it. Like, they're probably like other furniture makers in Sweden that are like... 
fuck, we hate IKEA. Like, why did they yeah. have to monopolize the market? Now they think that we make shit fall apart easy, like costs costs fuck all furniture. You know, they're, they're here they're making their fancy, ornate, you know, sculptured chairs. <laughs> yeah, like, I shouldn't put them all in one box. No, exactly. That's that's exactly right. And I mean, I suppose that's the same with your music. You wouldn't you wouldn't like to be boxed into one to one corner. I'm guessing. Yeah, I feel like um, it has yet to happen. Like when I read interview, not interviews, but reviews or something. Sometimes there's the most random comparisons where I'm like, okay. I have not heard that one before, which I quite enjoy. It's like um, I feel like it might be a bit boring if you keep being compared to the same people. Um, but yeah, I wonder what it is. Maybe not that we're super unique and uh, the newest thing on the scene. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I quite like not having like a very yeah. like it's a bit hard for things like Spotify because they have um, their playlists that are very like indie chill. Indie if you rock. like this artist, you may also yeah. like. Ha <laughs> Yeah, and. Um, I find with us at this stage, uh, either the algorithm struggles or the editors or just something struggles where I feel like uh, we're like somewhere in between lots of those things. But I don't mind it. It's quite fun. Yeah, yeah. Do you have like a bingo card at home? It's like, guess who I'm going to be con- compared to next? It'd be like, and just like have different answers. Yeah. there. Joni Mitchell, oh, that one hasn't been ticked off yet. Like Joan Jett, oh, that one, no. Oh, you know, yeah. Quaddy Barnett, oh, well, you know, same record company, close enough. <laughs> yeah, I should, um, I should start making a list of just my favourites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but first, I should mention as well, of course, congratulations for the album finally coming out. This is quite a, quite a lengthy lengthy, you know, process to get to this point in time, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm glad it has happened. Um, thank you. And it's got quite a lot of, uh, quite a, you know, a lot of songs that are varied in terms of their themes as well. And and it's taken you quite a while to get the songs together. So I was hoping maybe you could chat about, I guess, where the, the first songs started to come into play, whereabouts you were located at the time, and I guess how that's changed in, you know, the preceding months. Yeah, um, I actually started most of the demos for this album. It was exactly almost four years ago, um, mm. and I was uh, on a working holiday in Australia, and uh, to renew it for a second year, you had to do farm work. Mm. Um, so I was up in the middle of Queensland um, in Charlesville, um, like doing this as part of my farm work and um what kind of farm work because i know it varies for location like in mildura you like you know immediately they're going to be picking fruit but Charleville. yeah well i don't know if i should be saying it out loud because technically um i was actually nannying which isn't what you're meant to be doing for the farm work um okay okay we won't, <laughs> won't tell anyone so i haven't got yeah. the asio guy looking over my corner now it's okay um, yeah, but there were a fair few sheep and stuff. So um, I guess it was the interpretation of what the my employees were doing with me, which was, can you please actually look after our children? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I was looking after these two boys during the day, um, mm. quite like 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. kind of thing, um, which I think is it's quite typical for that industry for people to... Um, get a little bit exploited, I think, like in terms of what they know that you're desperate and that you need that pick on your application. I've completed my farm work. So 
you're just like, okay, I'll do whatever you tell me for whichever little money <laughs> you tell me. Yeah, um, and have you noticed now with the with the pandemic that suddenly all the like suddenly there's now a shortage of workers? Yeah, definitely. And I think also just having spoken to a few other people that have done it, just you realize how that whole industry is like, yeah, it just plays with people some anxieties a little and where all that visa application stuff gets kind of brutal of you're in such a desperate position of if you don't do certain things you just get kicked out of the country or um just not have your visa extended that yeah people just um you can kind of do whatever you want with them and and that's a a lot of what that song's about, isn't it? It's about that anxiety surrounding and the uncertainty surrounding your position when you're in limbo. Yeah, that yeah, that bridging visa be exactly. It's like um, because I ended up uh, after the farm work second year holiday working holiday visa, I ended up going for a partner visa, and yeah, just uh, getting a real insight into how that rolls out the really private investigative questions they ask you about your relationship and (laughs) private messages you send each other and um, alongside that the frustration of for me it was a relatively it was hard work and a lot of effort to put in but relatively straightforward that we kind of knew from the start that we would be able to succeed um, in comparison to some of my friends or even if you think about Australia's like refugee policies how if it's this frustrating for me as a very privileged white person from like a Western country um, to maneuver that process. I just can't imagine how hard it would be. You feel like uh, like one of my friends from India who tried to go for the same visa and just the like hurdles in his way where he got he didn't get his visa in the end, but and try to find jobs and try to um, just. Like, yeah, how the system's set up for um, you to fail if you don't tick the right boxes for them and how just watching it uh, and being a part of it and not being able to really... Like, in hindsight, now I'm glad that I can kind of talk about it and be like, it's Mm. a very fucked up process. But while you're in it, you're like, I just have to go and do whatever they tell me because otherwise I won't be able to stay here. Have you been involved, speaking of the the refuge, uh, issues with refugees and that sort of thing, have you been involved in any of the charity work that's surrounding or the organisations that help those kind of people? Yeah, like, um, I mean, I try my best. Everyone could do better. I yeah. could definitely do better. Uh, I very much, there's like um, this organisation called RISE, mm. which is like the first one, um like that is run by ex detainees and refugees. Um, um, and yeah, we always like we did a few during the bushfires, for example, try to do yeah. fundraisers for that, um, or for them. And yeah, I've, it's always like that tricky thing of you want to be a, an ally to the cause without going in and being like, I have all your answers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's this. Hotel here in Preston on Bell Street, where it's like completely. Um, the I don't know if you heard about it. How the the refugees aren't allowed to leave the hotel. It's like a city prison kind of thing. Mm. Um, and there's actually protests happening today at two p.m. I mean, this won't be <laughs> played today, so 
can't. Uh, that, like there's regularly um, protests happening yeah. in front of that to just help and support the cause. But yeah, I guess signing petitions, just um, trying to raise awareness with the general public where things can so easily go unnoticed is always a thing that I try and do. Um, but yeah, you're kind of just a small piece of the puzzle, but hoping that if everyone comes together, maybe in the long run, the like politics of the country could shift a certain way. So now that you're in Melbourne, so how long have you been in Melbourne now? Um, Four years and yeah. a few months, mm. but on and off with touring and going places. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, we don't we don't count that. That doesn't count. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all about broad no. strokes here, Annika. It's broad strokes. Yeah. It's like the bits where you get the paint. You know, the broad strokes at the beginning of the painting. Then we can like hone into the details. Um, exactly. Four years, four months. Yeah. Oh wow, you are counting. <laughs> that's that's very good. Did so you so really has it? I mean, you might have. So I'm guessing you started writing songs as we mentioned before. You started writing the songs elsewhere, but was it really only in Melbourne that you decided to put the songs together as a single record? Um. Yeah. Like Melbourne. Like it's. I would like to call this album like a patchwork type thing of very different locations and mm. places, and wherever I could sit down, I would work on it. Um. Melbourne definitely like my bedroom or not so much bedroom, it's actually a converted lounge room <laughs> studio. Um is where I probably would do the most work, so like sitting down, having space to set up all my keyboards and work on it. But um I also went to Germany a little bit at my parents' house to um work from there, um and finish a majority of the songs. So I'd say yeah, Halfway between Melbourne, maybe the Milkway House a bit, friend studios, that's where I was allowed to hang out for like a day um, to record vocals. Um, and my bandmate's house where we recorded some bass. So, yeah, different locations in Melbourne, some in Germany, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts are your parents in, in Germany? Um, it's called Cologne. So yeah. I guess it's like, I think the fourth biggest city in Germany. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'm just outside of Cologne in a village called Dunsweiler. Yeah, yeah. Is it a very hilly area or is it quite flat? Um, it's quite fl- like, I mean, it depends what you compare it to. It's nothing compared <laughs> to like the mountain ranges in Italy or something. Yeah. But uh, maybe an hour away from our house, there's like, I think, one of the only volcanic um, areas of Germany is called the Eifel. My grandfather grew up there. Um, and there's lots of like wine, that, um, like vineyards and a fair few hills. Like, you know, mm. mountain biking and it could be quite exciting. Um, I was going to yeah, say, it actually not, sounds... Not like our sa- yeah, it sounds quite um, quite pretty actually. Yeah, like, uh, that's the thing you only realize, like, growing up, I was like, this is the most boring part of the world I could imagine. <laughs> and only when you leave it out of thinking, like, the rest of the world will be so much better, yeah. you um, get that sort of connection and feeling. Like, you get a bit of distance, and now when we go back for summer, and my parents take us to, like, that volcanic region, for example, um, I'm like, this is actually very pretty like rolling hills and green um river like rivers with greenery around it and yeah like 
Yeah, it's quite nice. Do you find that you've um, that you're still listening to a lot of lot of German artists when you're just listening to your music, or are you tending to find that the majority of the stuff you listen to is Australian artists or elsewhere, mm. or is it a bit of a mix? Um, yeah, my friend in Germany gets quite angry with me. He's like, you're so ignorant towards German music. Like, <laughs> why don't you? Because I personally probably am quite like like have that stereotype in my head of I don't want to listen to German music, which is really bad. Like, I'm sure there's really great German music out there. Um, and he regularly sends me lists of German bands to like listen to. Um, where, yeah, definitely growing up, I had a few favorite German bands um, that also sing in German, which I don't think anyone would know outside of Germany, so I won't even yeah. bother listing them. But um, yeah, these days, I would say very predominantly anyone English-speaking or like your typical, you know, the like indie music scene that um, makes the rounds. But I also love just exploring very different areas of music, almost from like a more educational perspective of the history of music and how things have come to where they are these days where it's not so much for personal enjoyment, but more to broaden my horizon a bit of what else is out there that like actively searching for stuff. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to go to a break real, real soon. Actually, we're going to play one of the other songs off the album, which I believe was, was it a previous single? Um, which one is this one? So we're going to be, we're going to be playing and, I love I love how you're just giving me a mouthful of words here to say, uh, Annika. It's a, a portrait of an artist as a young woman is going to be the next uh, song yep. we play. Yeah, uh, that one wasn't a single, but I do like that one. Yes. It's, so, hopefully you can tell us a bit about this one because this one has a bit of a very specific story about it. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a reference, the title to a James Joyce um, book where I just changed the man to woman um, as a young woman instead of mm. young man um, and I think that one the story was um, it was like after a 3am fight not fight like a verbal argument I had with um, someone in a bar in Ooh. Melbourne around um, climate change and him saying it wasn't real and I was like a brainwashed by left-wing propaganda and science equally was funded to fuel <laughs> left-wing politics. And just, um, yeah, the frustration that came with that and trying to convince him of the opposite, that he was probably brainwashed by something. But in the end, we both just decided that we were brainwashed by whichever part <laughs> brainwashed us. And, yeah, I guess just... Um, realizing how in current day and age that is a very common thing that rather than mutually respecting each other's opinions and seeing value and truth in them it's like truth doesn't exist anymore and any sort of argument goes to nowhere um and yeah yeah so i wrote that song about that sort of frustration but also, in a way, hoping that he gave me his email address to send them some proof that climate change was real. And I did, hoping that it would convince him. But it bounced back and his email 
that just didn't exist. Oh, and I was like, okay. that's what I mean. It's like, you can't wow. even, there's no ground for Frank. conversations when Guess those Those conversations yeah. are just, they can be the wackiest ones because you can either do, you can either try and argue with it or at that point you're like, okay, let's see how, how much of a hole you can dig here. And he's like, okay, yeah. t- telling me more, sits back. You know, I've had a friend who's done this in there. No, I wasn't out there at the time because I don't smoke, but they're out. They're having this sort of conversation. This guy was telling wacky conspiracy theories at this pub. And it was mm. like about, again, like same time, 2, 3 a.m. And my friend's just sitting back there smoking his ciggy. He's going, yep, yep, tell me more. Yeah. Just like really trying like- to make this guy dig a hole. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, as you said, conspiracy theories. I had this conversation with my mother the other day because she has a very close friend mm. who suddenly with the whole COVID thing, um, it had never happened before. She was just like any other friend, like in your on your level of like political views and anything. Yeah. And suddenly with COVID, she started getting into the whole Bill Gates conspiracy that <laughs> Bill Gates started Corona. Yeah. And my mother was just so lost, like... She's like, I love this friend and I don't know what to do because she keeps sending me all these articles and wants me to go to like protest. And I try to comfort her a bit and try to look into like the science behind conspiracy or like how you deal with someone like from a psychological perspective. And unfortunately, um, there's all this research out there that once someone is in that world of conspiracy, it's really hard mm to get them back again like it's really yeah. in a way heartbreaking because all you want to do is send them articles or like some evidence that what they are believing isn't real and in that conspiracy theory there is already something that has like triggered you that any anti-conspiracy is part of the conspiracy if that makes sense like yeah um, it's just like if you're not yeah. with us you're against us yeah, so yeah, so with that guy in the bar, equally, I was like, uh, like I wanted to have the um, conversation because how else are you going to keep staying connected with different parts of an argument? But at the same time, I realized how it was get, getting nowhere. And yeah. I was almost like, he was like, oh, climate change doesn't affect me because in my daily life, like what, I'm just living my life, nothing has changed. And then... This was pre-bushfires, and two months later, the bushfires hit. And even in like metropolitan Melbourne, you could just see the smoke. And yeah. um, like, yeah, to wear a mask, couldn't breathe, it couldn't open your windows. And I was like, in all the horror of it was, I was like, there's one thing that could come out of it is that someone like that guy um, sees what's happening, and it's like it is real. And it is affecting me where I Mm. think sometimes some people, they need to have that real urgency or something to be like in front of them, black and white to believe in it. But I don't know. I would probably never see him again to see what. There is that biblical, and I'm not a religious person by any chance, but it reminds you that that biblical story of the doubting Thomas, like he's got a seat to believe it. But what I oh, yeah. find um, most interesting about it is, and this point was brought up the other day, and I think it's absolutely absolutely true to a certain extent, where these conspiracy theories, they make you as someone who may be more of a rational thinker, may go, well, why is this conspiracy theory wrong? And it actually makes you go back and look it up and go, well, okay, there's that evidence, and it makes you sort of think more about what evidence there is actually to support your why the, the evidence is swinging in one way 
if you know what I mm. mean. Like it makes you sort of fall back and it actually makes you reaffirm. Well, not reaffirm, but you know what I mean? It makes you sort of pay more attention to the reason as to why, you know, mm, yeah. this, the facts or so the, the evidence is all supporting this side or why this, this thing happens to be true. Um, yeah. and it can make well, you sort of in a weird sort of reverse psychological way. So, yeah. yeah. As my German teacher in high school told, like, taught us very early on, which I'm quite grateful for. I didn't like him as a person, but I think he was very strong on teaching children life lessons. And one thing he said was one of the most dangerous parts of um, life is half knowledge and spreading mm. it. Mm. When I, I guess everyone's victim to that, even me talking here, pretending that I know anything about anything it's like how well have I researched it and how well do I know um, that it's like based on actual evidence and yeah so that people start spreading their half knowledge everywhere that yeah. they get into the realm of rumors and from rumors conspiracy starts and then at some point it looks like there was evidence for something at some point um, but you can't trace it back anymore which yeah Anyway, enough of the enough of the conspiracy talk. There's a conspiracy about conspiracies going on on this podcast, guys. Calm down, calm down. No, um, we should we should play the song. It's a portrait of an artist as a young woman uh, by Hachiku off the brand new album. Um, I'll probably be asleep. We'll be back before you even know it, folks, with some more chit chat with Annika right here on Bar Talk. Good enough, yeah that will 
Mama. That was Portrait of an Artist as a Young Woman by Hachiku, who I'm, as you all remember, of course, got here on the line with me right now, chatting all things, all things new album. Uh, Annika, yep. hey, are you still there? You haven't left I'm me yet? Here. Oh, good. She, yes. hasn't, she hasn't abandoned me yet, folks. We're, we're pushing nope. time a bit here. She's going to be rehearsing with her band soon because you've got... I'm, I tell you what, I'm very excited for you, and you must be as well. You've got your, you got your record store show this afternoon. Yeah, at Rocksteady Records. Well, well we say we Instagram, say I guess. At, at with a big fat asterisk on there. You're doing a virtual one, aren't you? Yeah, it's on the Instagram, um, Instagram Live, I believe. As it is always these days. It's, it's a bit of a shame that we're talking about it because by the time this goes to air, because Instagram Live is, is it going to be on as a story or is it going to be on the actual Instagram page? Mm, it's actually, I'm, I'm logging into the record store's Instagram and then I'm pretty sure they might put it up as like an okay. IGTV thing afterwards. You can watch it like okay. on the internet later. So if it is, folks, make sure you go and give it a watch. If you haven't already or if you didn't tune in, on the day, you know, having nursing your mad hangover from the night before. No, go and give it a watch if it's still up too. Um, I was going to say that must be. Is that one of the things that you have you done a record store show before, or is this the first one? Um, yeah, I've done a few around the EP, like Poison City Records, um, a little while ago in Melbourne, um, okay. which was fun. And then in the UK, I did a few at Rough hmm. Trade um, in stores, which they're always fun. Just Small and improvised setup, sound-wise. Yeah. I was going to say, well, let's talk a bit about the actual recording process because, as you mentioned at the start, you're the you're the main producer and all that for the record. And so, you're mentioning that you'd set up – so, you'd actually done a bit of the recording in your, your lounge room. Was that where – when you said you set it up with your keyboards and that, is that where you did a lot of the recording? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm saying lounge room because we, we're a two-bedroom house, but – um, I always I wanted to have like my own sort of space, and mm. that's why the lounge room you can close the door to it. And I just put up a lot of absorption panels on the walls recently, and it yeah feels a little more like a home studio. Yeah. Um, oh, you didn't do the mattress yeah. on the wall thing, you know the old the old uh, old you know improv pat- padding. You know, yeah, go, I- is that why you're running through hard rubbishes trying to find some old soggy yeah. mattress to put up? <laughs> yeah, actually, like I've tried to do a little bit of research into what actually works, and yep. um, apparently mattresses aren't even that good. The main thing is you need to make things as airtight as possible. So I uh, put myself um, like insulation tape around the door frames because there's such big gaps. And then I bought a lot of um, it's called earth wool, which is like usually you do it for heat insulation. Oh yes. Um, and oh, that really put- fibery stuff. Like, it sort of feels sticky. Yeah. Yeah, I... It's I, probably really bad for you. <laughs> okay. Just don't when touch I- it. You'll fucking feel weird for an hour afterwards. <laughs> yeah, when I was uh, making... I put uh, lots of those sheets into just, like, a bed sheet to, like, yeah. make a fake mattress out of it. And I wasn't wearing a mask to do it. And, like, the next stage, all these fibers started coming out of my nose. And I was like, <laughs> oh, great, no. now I'm going to get <laughs> nose cancer or something. Oh, no. <laughs> so you can you could you could say no it wasn't it definitely wasn't the charlie i wasn't going for that other thing that people yeah. usually put up their nose no it was padding i swear i swear it you know? yeah yeah i was just too 
involved in trying to build a cheap recording studio. I couldn't even afford a mask. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, so I did a lot of recordings in that room. Um, yeah. But for example, I don't have a drum kit here, so I was relying on a lot of favors of like. At Milk, we have a drum kit, Courtney's drum kit. So um, mm. I was like, can I just go in like a few afternoons and record drums? And so I did that. And then uh, another label made, Evelyn Ida Morris, they let me use their um, recording studio because I'm actually right on a mini main road, um, yep. which is quite loud. So for vocal recordings, um, there's like a truck that rolls past once in a while. Um, but yeah, they let me use their studio, which was really nice for an afternoon. And then in Germany as well, I finished, um, all the songs in Germany before sending them off to mixing. And my father yeah. has this room next door where it's music is like his very passionate hobby. Um, where I was lucky enough to be able to use that. So, did you find that you were having to, because of the way that you recorded it, you know, you did the, the bit in your lounge room, then you went and did the bit in the studio, and then you went to Germany to finish it off. Did you find that you had to make creative decisions with, like, the instruments or the production style that you used to suit what you had available? Yeah, I think mine is all... Um like limitations is almost what I need to not get super overwhelmed with the possibilities. Mm. Like when you have like an infinite amount of tracks, for example, like I love the idea of back in the days where you had 16 tracks or maybe eight tracks maximum and you had to yeah. make really bold decisions of what's necessary and what isn't. In my case, I'm like, oh, I can create a hundred tracks here and. 90% of it, there's no quality control or anything. <laughs> so things like, um, sometimes that limitation, uh, in, so for example, at the time when I was recording the album, I only had a two track interface, which works for vocals, works for guitars, works for bass, like, but everything has to be recorded in layers. So I think that definitely, um, can be heard on all the songs. And the other thing is for drums, it's, kind of impossible to record a good sounding drum kit with just two inputs because usually you want at least five microphones on a drum kit. So what I ended up doing for most of the songs, except for one where my friend was um, very nice to record the drums in the proper studio, but uh, it was like kick drum, hold a microphone to the kick drum. <laughs> now. Then it was like, what are you playing on the hi-hat? So like then you record the hi-hat and then you record the tom. So it's like, like a patchwork type thing again of every single part of so, the drum kit was recorded separately. So what you ended up having to, what, splice it together is like almost like a sample. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much like a sample drum kit. Um, so and that that I just think sounds can, like drum machines with extra steps, Annika. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that um, I love drum machines. And that was at the start, I was like, I just want everything as drum machines. But then live drums do bring it a bit of like he mm. hearing a real hi-hat and that like hi-hat frequency that's a bit more like like in the upper register. Yeah. Just you don't get that with uh, that like air and liveliness when you just have like a um, Casio keyboard thing. Was there... But yeah. Yeah. Was there anyone though through the recording process that sort of was, and I re always refer to them as your umpire, somebody to sit back 
maybe with a fresh set of ears and go, all right, that's enough on this. Um, of you, you know, I think you've done enough takes on the snare drum for today. Like, was there someone yeah. that was acting as that throughout that process? I wish. Um, that sounds really nice. <laughs> like, that is something I need for in the future because you do go down millions of, not millions, but hundreds of rabbit holes mm. of, um, like, yeah, as you say, like three different types of snare drums and which one sounds best. Where I've recently realized working a little bit for other people where, for example, if you get paid by the hour, right, and you give them an estimate of how long it will take you and you can't just work double the amount of it because you'll be like, oh, by the way, it actually took me ages. Um, yeah. Where that, I found that really helpful and useful because I was like, the song in the end, I was happy with it. It was quite like, I had lots of creative mm. ideas. I didn't feel stressed. I didn't overthink anything because yeah. I was like, I've got 16 hours over two days and then I'm done. And I want to, with my own music moving forward, try and see it a little bit more that way. Like, um, don't get sucked up in all the detail, but keep that bigger picture view of, after all, it's just a song. No one listens to it as preciously as you do. And yeah, like there's only eight songs on the album, mm. mainly because it took me three years to yeah. <laughs> finish eight songs <laughs> to a level where I was happy with. Um, yeah, but because I work on my own mainly, um, you don't really have someone to bounce ideas back from. Like maybe my girlfriend when I go like, how do you like this? And she'll be like, yeah, it's nice. How about this or that? I mean, like, I didn't want any feedback. I just wanted you to tell me it's finished. <laughs> and then <laughs> you start from scratch. So, yeah. Yeah, you do yeah. need someone, though, that is very critical, though. You do need someone that's not afraid and you're happy and comfortable with going, yeah, no, like giving you that pushback, don't you? Yeah, no, I'm grateful for it. Just usually you and when you're happy with it, you want everyone else to be happy with yeah. it. So then when you ask for an opinion and you hear something, you get a feedback and then suddenly you realize that it was something you just hadn't realized. You're yeah. like, how could I not have seen this? And now I have to redo it. But that's all part of it. So it's fine. I want to backtrack a bit to about the fact that you're now in Melbourne as well. Um, for the last mm -hmm. four years, as you were mentioning. What's sort of drawn you to Melbourne and sort of settle down here and, and create music here as opposed to anywhere else you've been? Mm, yeah, I think coming to Melbourne, I was first here as an exchange student um, for university. And it was back then and still is just a very special place for being a musician and in particular starting out as a musician. For example, I lived in London before that and it couldn't be more contrary, like um, it's very competitive. If you're starting out, you don't really feel any sense of community. For me, that was my personal experience, but uh, I was a student, so it was like all those things of enter this band competition to play at the mm. pub. And um, like, if you play here, you need to sell 50 tickets um, yeah. so that we don't charge you for playing. Oh, those and, ones. Yeah, um, they're, the, they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like at least my personal experience in Melbourne has been quite the opposite. Like um, people are there to support each other. You go to each other's shows. You, you don't feel like you're competing with people against <laughs> Uh, sh like it's you're glad to have other musicians in your life rather than they are out there to stop you from <laughs> reaching 
an, a goal or something. Um, and I just found that really welcoming. And um, yeah, I've got so many friends now in Melbourne that play music and it's just hanging out with friends a lot. Yeah. Um, rather than I'm trying to be a successful career artist or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. No, that's that's a very good observation too. It's good to get that that opinion of people who who maybe haven't you know have experienced it elsewhere because then you'll get people that have been here in Melbourne all, all their life and they'll start to go, oh, that's shit. There's no, there's not enough people to come to gigs. Uh, people don't care. But then when you step back and look at it, you go, well, there's a reason why there's so many musicians here, and it is because of that really supportive yeah, culture that I we have so, for each definitely. other. Like, and I hope it doesn't disappear. Like I'm always. Like even playing shows outside of Melbourne, where how they charge you venue hire, production fee, door person, and in the end you make two hundred dollars and pay four hundred fifty dollars to organize the show. Yeah. You're like, are we meant to be here to like enjoy the music rather than <laughs> pay you to sell beers at the bar or something? Speaking of of touring, um, I'm guessing maybe even nationally, is there plans to do that? once um, all the states open up in the coming months? Yeah, we're loosely planning a tour, um, a mini album release tour, actually, for get going on that. So I'm, I started a month ago and now I've got a bit lazy, but maybe at least some regional Victorian venues um, I'm hoping for. And maybe we'll make it to Sydney and Adelaide, Canberra. Um, so just, yeah, we. it feels a bit weird to put an album out and not even be learning the songs live so I want to at least have a little tour where it feels like it was worth um, making the album because I feel like after all like a life experience is the most fun way to experience music. I was going to say it's like the token tour, it's like getting the participation sticker at school isn't it? It's like I, t- I toured <laughs> Yeah exactly take that off the album cycle. Yeah yeah, yeah, supported by uh, – yeah, uh, I'll probably be asleep as supported by much-delayed, you know, belated national tour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you want to see that you can still make use of your press photos and things, but yeah. otherwise you just put on Instagram ones. Yeah, the Instagram tour. <laughs> coming to a live coming to a li- – uh, coming to a story near you. Exactly. Um. We'll be talking – actually, let's talk about – because we'll be playing one more of the tracks off the album in a short moment. Let's talk about it. We're going to play Busy Being Boring, which you, you flagged as, as one of your favourites off the album. So, what I wanted to know was why it is – it has ended up being one of your favourites. Um. Yeah, I like. I kind of – if I had my say even more than I already do, I would have liked to do a single for every single song on the album, but – um, you couldn't, so that one unfortunately didn't make the cut as a single, but it was close to being one. Um, I think musically, it's just, I really like it. Like lots of uh, more like guitar based, very quite dreamy, um, uh, very large outro and build of things. Um, and probably I put a lot of effort into it, so I'm like, I'm glad I'm happy with it in the end because sometimes you put a lot of effort in it and you're like, this song can go in the bin. I don't want to hear it ever again. Um, And yeah, I think lyrically, it's a good summary of what 
um, I think a fair few themes of the album are about like the whole busy being boring. Like my girlfriend keeps every time, like probably once every two days, I'm like, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> oh, that's boring. Oh, mm, I'm so boring. Wait, wait was this um, pre or during lockdown? Let's clear this up. Um, all my life and future <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think even as a child, like I remember my mother in Jamila, which is like the equivalent to I'm bored. And my mother, it would drive her insane. Um, because I think at some point I managed to entertain myself a bit more, but a lot of it, I don't know. Like, what do they say? Only, um, Boring people get bored, and I think that, <laughs> that, sounds like um, a, that's, that sounds like the perfect burn to give back to someone. If, if, you, ever, if you ever have a kid, you go, "But mom, I'm bored." Only boring yeah. people are boring. Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think at this stage, also that's what that song like busy being boring. It's like I think at some point I realized what of the album is about. That sort of uh, after when I came to Melbourne, having like big dreams of um wanting to do music and you know having that typical oh it will be half a year like someone will discover it somewhere and then i can just start living off doing music and mm. not worry about like the like anything and just getting a lot more grounded and seeing the reality of it and becoming friends like obviously jen clower and courtney barnett who run the label like being friends with them and realizing how they, as being people that actually have very successful music careers, how much work goes into it and how much work behind the scenes that are, like what they say with music, you're like 90% admin, 10% musician. Um, realizing that it's not just a um, dream of everything's like easy and just falls into your lap but you have to like I always had the idea after two years of being in Melbourne I'd just um, go somewhere else and do other things but how you have to be just really persistent and determined and with any other job or career you want to succeed in how you have to really just be focused and put in the hours and the work to do so and at times obviously that is rather boring like sitting mm. on my laptop for days on end to um, just, yeah, whatever you have to do on your laptop. I don't even know. It's like a day passes and I'm like, did I do anything today? And you're like, yeah, I replied to 200 emails. Um, <laughs> and But then realizing that it's worth it to like, you're not actually sacrificing anything doing that stuff. You're like, it's investing it yeah. in yourself and your ambitions. And yeah, coming to terms with that, that, it's fine to be very busy in that boring state and yeah. And trying to not be so cynical. I think the lyrics are very cynical in ways of always being like restless and dreaming up bigger things for your life. And sometimes you just need to step back and be like, actually I'm very happy with where I'm at and the mm. people I'm with. And I shouldn't always um, talk everything down so much. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, thanks, thanks so much for joining us today uh, to chat about the album and everything else you've um, been up to. Uh, Want to give us a quick rundown, Annika, on where we can find your music and where your socials are and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, well, you can find it on all your usual streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. If you like 
Bandcamp is a great place to support musicians directly. You can buy the album on Green Vinyl, CD. Um, we got our old EP on cassette as well, if you have a cassette player. Um, and yeah, you use all the social media platforms as well. Your hairdo is perfect for a cassette cover, just saying. The glasses and everything just takes you back to about 1986. That's that's uh, exactly yeah. what you want on a on the cover of a cassette. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah good observation. Um, yeah, <laughs> anywhere the internet, you can find us on the internet. The, the, the brand new spanking doodle doodle worldwide webs. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Well, um, thank, thanks again. Best of luck for the uh, the 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 store show. This afternoon, hope I haven't eaten up too much of your time. I better go and let you practice so you don't forget uh-huh. all your songs. I like to leave things last minute anyway. Ah, uh, yes, in in, in classic in classic rock star fashion, the classic you know rock star just, Where's Annika? We're five minutes to her on stage. Rocks up, hair flowing back, whips off the cape. Okay. I'm here, ladies. Yeah. Let's rock. <laughs> That's uh, that's how I like to do things. If I don't feel pressured or any last minute deadline stress, I'm. Sitting here in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pajamas—the real rock star, real rock star costume. That's it. Yep. <laughs> no, thanks, thanks so much, Annika. Um, and Thank you for having me. Hope best of luck for the coming coming weeks and months with all the stuff with the album. Um, it'll be an absolute blast to see what happens, and hopefully we can see you live too on the stage sooner rather than later too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Hopefully, not too long. Fingers. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Want to take us out on this one? Tell us what we're listening to and who you are. Um, my name is Anika from Hachiku, and you are listening to, I think, Easy Being Boring coming up next. That's absolutely right. Bang on. Enjoy, folks.
Hello Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. Guys, that was Emerson Lewis with Super Saiyan, and before that was Hachiku, busy being boring. Damn right. Damn right. Damn right. All the way. Yeah, boy. You gotta good, fuck good. bitches, get hers, and and strip. <laughs> Maybe for your you life. will. I'm a I'm a good little Catholic boy who's never strayed from the light. Wow. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face right now. <laughs> that face of no. innocence. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Innocent boy over here, folks. Oh, my God. One day I'm going to become a pimp and I can pimp you out, bro. Oh, yeah. What would be your, what would be your pimp color? Pimp color? Green. Yeah. green. So, you want to go full green? Green like full, full money. Green, yeah, green bro. Cups. 
with the gold chains and everything. I've yeah. got to have the grills, like the oh, whole the tea, the tea. Yeah, the tea. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. What is this, 2015? Are you fucking like good friends with, with Playboy Cardi, are you? I, I was <laughs> friends with Rick Ross, but sure. I was, I was hoping for that. Oh, yeah, he bro. started it all, didn't he? He, he, he did a, the whole thing, yeah, bro. Yeah. I feel like he was the one that was like, all right, this is and how just, pimps look and this is how I'm, my daddy <laughs> gonna roll. And, I was and like, just the and just the the amount of tattoos on that man's <sighs> man's body. But damn, is he a fine ass rapper? I gotta tell you though, uh, and, I and love a Rick fine Ross. ass ball of a man. Like he's he's, oh, he's, he's almost perfectly spherical between him and and Danny DeVito. Like you could roll them down a hill and they just wouldn't stop. Jesus Christ, you would roll a god down a hill, <laughs> bro. What is wrong with what was you, that? man? Isn't it, is, was it one of his songs? It was like, what's a king to a god? What's a god to an atheist? Oh, Jesus Christ, is that one of their songs? I, I mean, first off, I don't know about Danny DeVito. I'm sure he's gonna trap, got plenty. I'm gonna of, trap you into an answer here. Yes, you're gonna trap me into an answer because I don't know if Danny DeVito's ever sung before in his life, let alone. Yeah, I think he's sung in Always Sunny oh in God. Philadelphia. Wait, hold on. No way. Has he? Oh, my God. I need to watch this show now. <laughs> oh, my God. Have I you never seen s- Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No, and I've never seen it's, Danny DeVito it's sing. It's 10 seasons of Danny DeVito being like an evil, well, like when I say evil, like nobody in that show is good, but it's like, you know. Yeah. He's like the- The, the, the worst the, of all. Yeah, the most decadent, Jesus. you know. Uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Uh, sorry, real decadent. Uh, what's, um, oh, when you're like yeah, hedonistic, that's it. Oh, like geez. overly hedonistic there's, guy. There's got to be a point where like Danny DeVito just slaps Charlie Day, but he's just like, the <laughs> fuck? There probably is. I haven't watched hardly enough of it, so there's so many references that probably go over my head. Oh, my God. However, the reason why I said I'm going to trap you into an answer, because mm. that was supposed to be my my short segue that ended up turning into a long-winded dog leg of so road <laughs> road-worked, you know, can't take the main road, got to take the detour sort of you Yeah, know, you got to take the scenic route, my friend. And, I mean, speaking of a scenic song, uh, Emerson Lewis's track Super Saiyan was uh, a prime example of-, of of the trap music that you just absolutely adore, because that was one of your picks. I just, yeah, that, that was but, my pick right there. But speaking there, of the scenic too. route, how about him just sitting there in that middle of the road in the in the music video? Not going to lie. I mean, that's a very, as a, I was, I think it's just a very weird aesthetic to have. I mean, you like rapping about bitches out on the back road. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe there is a way to trap honeys in the back road. Maybe we need to ask him this. Maybe we got to be ask- like, have you ever trapped bitches and hoes in the back, like the back roads and Anybody stuff? that ever listens to uh, listens to true crime podcasts is taking this in probably a totally different direction oh, than shoot, I think you are expecting. About that too. <laughs> and I say this as somebody who's a partner of someone who absolutely adores uh, true, true crime. crime podcasts and serial killer podcasts. So, okay. trapping bitches on the back road- it's a thing. It's it, it, it pulls a very <laughs> sort of very specific uh, meaning, which all right, I thought this was supposed to be a family-friendly show. Obviously not. I'm sorry. What we we went into the bitches and the horrors at the that start, was, bro. That was you. That, that was, was you. That was me. Yes. That was that was everybody, I honey. It, We're I all. keep it family friendly. Fucking hell. I mean, okay, guys. You know what? We got to take a vote I would here. Never fucking swear on this show. Oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah, no. Right. Oh fucking damn right. All right. But no, I mean, I think as as fair as it, I mean, as fair as it is to say that serial killers probably do that on a daily basis. Oh, I hope um, not. 
I hope it's I hope it's a little bit less frequent than that. I mean, look, we can all hope, but we have to be realistic here, man. People are stupid. Things well, happen I didn't all the you time. Turned into such a pessimist. I, I am both an optimist and a pessimist at the same time. It is confusing. I don't know what the middle ground is there. Horny. <laughs> that's the middle ground. I am, that's not uh, speaking of roads. That's not. That's uh, not a track I want to go down right now. Uh, what I do want to go down very is saying road. about. Uh, <laughs> Let's 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 talk about Emerson Lewis because he's <laughs> just released that new single and it's got the videos we alluded yeah. to before. Um, yeah, he's definitely probably one of the one of the biggest up and coming names in in the old trap game. I mean, I would say he's definitely he's, got, he's up he's there, got bro. Hustle, bro. I mean, he got the hustle. I, I can't wait to see him grow big and famous because the hustle muscle. The hustle muscle. Yeah, I can't wait to see the hustle muscle grow big and famous because he's really good. Of what he does, man. And I mean, aside from that back road aesthetic, which you know very much confused <laughs> You're listening, me. You're listening, Emerson. This is this is the feedback. This is the, this is besides the back road. You know, like every time I go down in to like Mount Dandenong kind of vibes. Um, like the rest, like I mean, it's really good. I mean, the song, the rest of the video, <laughs> the whole works, <laughs> bro. I mean, just just take out them like five dollar notes and just start yeah. like throwing them out everywhere, man. That's that's the next thing. That's it. That's it. I should probably, um, as well, while I'm here, thank really briefly the uh, AMR business and uh, business and community partners, of course. Uh, oh, yes. Bizop Solutions, um, Russell and Russell Barristers, mm. Sookie Lounge in Belgrave, yes. Daniel Rangers Emergency Relief Service, uh, the Cower Shed Australia, and, of course, um, John Power Music Factory, um, Bayswater, or I keep- Forgetting that it's actually Music Factory Direct. <laughs> um, I haven't mucked that up in ages, actually. I've been really good. It's and only with me, friend. Yeah. <laughs> only with me. <laughs> That's it. I'm coming back, honey. Oh, yeah. I'm coming back full force. Oh, yeah. We did we did that a couple of times on the Mint Factory. Speaking, um, speaking of, you can catch the Mint Factory every week. Yeah. Uh, usually Gareth and Loz and uh, also also Smooth Tony. Smooth Tony. Smooth Tony. I was, oh. I was filling in for Smooth Tony this week. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did an impression. If you want to see my impression, my terrible impression of Smooth Tony, go and watch the late watch watch the latest episode. No. <clears throat> Let me say that again. Go and listen to the latest episode. Listen with your eyes, folks. That's listen, what he wants you to do. Listen with your eyes and watch with your ears. <laughs> exactly. And uh, lick with your ass. That's lick what I say. <laughs> that that's very problematic. I I can't I cannot understand. I'm not that always now. I'm not always a man of philosophy, but when I am, it makes no fucking sense. Just the way it should be, my friend. Now Just I should the way. <laughs> I should mention because this will segue nicely. That mm. of course every it's coming out every Thursday now. Uh, you have the stoinkiest of stoink shows, Heavy Reborn, oh. with Jay and Mick and Carly Jewel bringing some of the best heavy in the country. Very nice. And I say that with 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 whatever the opposite of chagrin is because uh, we're about to play a, a bit of a stoinker now. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> What? It's oinker, but with the stoner in it. I don't know. I didn't make up the word. One of the I can't remember was I think it was Ezekiel Locke, some or someone like that that made up the word. Anyway, Gareth's probably frowning at me right now because he knows exactly who made up the word because they introduced it to AMR and now he won't stop using that word. Oh my god! Oh no! (laughs) This is what's happened when I was gone. I go for like how long and I come back. And this is what happened, Stoinker. Stoinker, you have heard of Stoinker before. I've it never was- heard of Stoinker before. Gareth's, 
Again, Gareth's probably shaking his head right now because he's definitely used that word in front of you on the nights we've gone and, and gotten pissed at the AMR studio. Oh I don't know. I don't remember him using the word Actually, I'm stoinker I'm not surprised you don't remember the nights oh, we get pissed. Bro. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I did not remember half of those nights, but those were really good nights. Mm. That Actually, was good. Gareth mentioned too, he's going to be starting to bring back the Sunday live sessions too ah. as well. So, I don't know when that's scheduled for yet, but uh, keep your eyes peeled. He just relaunched the page. See, though, for those of you don't, and you don't know this, I don't think, because I don't yeah. think I've told you, but how I originally got into AMR was through the the old live sessions on Sundays. Wow. And that was a lot of fun because you used to go around on a Sunday, and hopefully this summer he'll start to open up the studio a bit more when the weather gets really good. Yeah. But you'd go in on the Sunday afternoon, play a few tunes. They'd sort of have an interview as you play. And then Gareth would have his AMR barbecue mm. going on in the background. So, you can hear the barbecue sizzling in the background. You could hear Rusty, like- Chomping away at something, or then like suddenly oh, going off at some shit, something from next door. You'd hear like you, you get the sort of the background sounds. It was sort of cool, and it was what it was one of the first sort of main AMR mainstays. So I'm really excited to see it back, and hopefully this summer we should get a slew of local talent, mm. and it'll be really good to sort of get back into AMR's roots, which is interviewing and, and playing the local artists that live around the area and the sort of the ones you may not hear. Yeah. Like you've got the under you've got the underground scene, but then you've got the undercurrent, which is like every all the local artists that are just doing their thing. Yeah. And the and they may not have any recordings out, but still are really talented and have great songs and stories to tell. So the mm. live sessions I'm really excited about and hopefully we'll see that come into a bit more of a uh, frequent sort of at least hopefully semi regular schedule. Yeah. So, keep your eyes peeled on the AMR pages and on the Facebook page for the AMR live sessions, which he just rebooted, as I said. But yeah, uh, of course, AMR Heavy Reborn has its own Facebook page too, so go and check that out. But it's always on, on AustraliaMusiciansRadio.com for the website. By, by the way, I was so sorry to hear about Rusty as well. Yeah, that was, that was a more- Something else that happened while you were away, yeah. He's in a better place now. He's in he's in the jar in, in Gareth's room. <laughs> what? <laughs> the studio's oh never God. been cleaner. I remarked that the other day when I went over. Oh, it was definitely the lack Jesus. of dog hair. Oh my God. <laughs> like I miss Rusty the hell, but I, I don't miss I don't miss the, the, the sm- piss smelling carpet. Oh my gosh. No, I do remember he used to let loose just yeah, wild his everywhere. Were going towards the end, yes. Ugh. And then I remember there was a point where you yeeted me and like You nearly you nearly <laughs> fell into the the, the piss. piss. Yeah. yeah, it was just, oh, no. Classic it, AMR times, folks. Oh, my God. This is the stuff you miss out when you don't come to the studio. So, when we invite you to the studio, you got to say yes because you never know what shit you'll see. You, you'll never get to see me yeeted like bros. Yeah. This well, is a thing now. I'll have, to, I'll have to do it next. We'll have to do it live on the, oh on the Facebook God. page. We'll do a, a Shakira yeeting contest <laughs> uh, and we'll, a prize will be- I don't know, like a slab of booze or something. It'll be you, me, oh. me, Vass, and uh, Gareth, and whoever can get you the furthest gets the slab. Bargain bin, folks. Bargain bin. At least yeah. give me some like cushions when I fall. No, okay. no, we're gonna we're gonna get you on the concrete for to make it even. You know, fuck. Get down. <laughs> we're gonna do it down the hill too. Gonna die on, in the driveway. It's been fun knowing you, folks. <laughs> Real fun. I thought you were tougher than this. I've seen you. I've seen heart. I've seen you take harder falls and get up as if there was a, as if nothing had happened. Oh, I mean, was it when I was drunk? Uh, maybe. All right. So I got to get super wasted first, and then we'll see how tough as steel. Tough I can as be. steel. Tough as steel. Tough as nails. Shakira, tough as- the steel maker. Fuck, oh no, bro. that's that's going to be your new nickname. Sha- the shack of steel. The shack of steel. Yeah. That yeah. is that is nice. Okay. That is really nice. I'll keep that one. Thank you. 
Let's uh, very quickly introduce, though, the next songs up because, again, talk about lengthy segues. Why do you and I always do this? I don't know. I don't know, but all I know is that I just, like, thought of the word ye- yeast of the east. <laughs> yeast of the east. <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was a callback to an earlier episode. That was, wasn't it? But That's, like, the first thing that came in I my really- head. <laughs> I really want to talk briefly about the songs because it's worth mentioning. Them, oh, definitely. Obviously, as always, Rocks Ferries' new song, Head On Home. Uh, these guys are from, and let me bring up the stuff so I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Rocks Ferry are from Port Macquarie, so northern New South Wales. Wow, okay. And they are a thumping band, up-and-coming band, and- I really like this one. So much energy. You did as well. I did, definitely. What did you Um, like about this one specifically? Oh, my God. It was just so crazy and vibrant. Like, the entirety of it. It's just- And it's so, like, hard hitting. It's a proper shredding, too, in the size. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was some classic 80s 80s metal guitars (sighs) going on there. Hair metal. So good. Now, they're not dressed up like a hair metal band. I'll give them that. But there were some There were some real sort of throwback styles going on in there. Yeah, there, there's the whole moments and everything. And just like, oh, just everything from it. It's just, oh, I have no words now. And the video was pretty pretty wacky too, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Those dudes, I, like, <laughs> that's pretty much what a trip is like, isn't it? Like, when you get high. I don't know. Is it Shakira? Trip. I don't know. Okay. Isn't it, Daniel? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> and so on and so forth. Welcome to Groundhog Day. <laughs> Where you stick dynamite. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, they've they've been doing some awesome stuff as well. So, go and check them out if you like what you hear in a sec. Uh, thank you to Colt Etiquette uh, PR, one of the lesser known, one of the ones we don't get as much stuff from normally. So, I want to give them a shout out as well, well for sending that in. They've done very well. You guys have hit the nail on the head. <laughs> After hit the that too, on the head. No, this is another one of your picks. Mm. All your picks. Soap's new song. <gasps> yes, Room. Room. Yeah, so I think good. we both agree this one grew on us. Yes. Oh. Um, and again, you know, actually both of these songs very sort of based in blues riffs. Mm. This song especially, even more so. What did you, you sort of had that? You were thinking that um, was it the Black Keys sort of vibe? Yeah, uh, like um, yeah, Black Keys mm. or White Stripes. A bit more, yeah, 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 yeah. Bit more, very sort of rhythmic and but very much to the tempo. Exactly. But uh, yeah, an absolutely thumping, thumping riff. Yeah, and so much energy too. Oh, so much! It's so good. I mean, like all these songs are good. I don't know how we're supposed to pick like favorites or anything. I mean, you can't, can you? No, I know. We had, yeah, we had some, we had quite a lot of songs this week. Yeah. Uh, but these guys are from Brizzy, so getting the, we're getting a fair few locations in at the moment. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. as long yeah, as I don't all the states covered, I think this week. Yeah, as long as I don't keep offending every we, single we, state in the world, that's right. fine. We didn't have anyone from Tasmania this week, so you can hang shit on them as much as you like. Oh my god! <laughs> Although it, let's let's face it, it's a little bit little bit stereotypical. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Soap's uh, new song, Room. It's their sophomore single, too. Their second single ever. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. They've done very well. And they're doing a launch party this Thursday. So, uh, day of release, aka tomorrow, Thursday the 19th at Brisbane's The Bright Side. So, if you're around nice. Brisbane, um, I suppose go on to their socials and find out more if you, if you want to hear them live, see if they've got any space for you to be let in. Yeah, dirty, dirty stragglers. Bro, uh, I think we're the dirty stragglers, if anything, at this yeah, point. I, I agree, too. Jesus. No. Anyway, we'll play them. Let's not waste any more of, of your good course. folks' time. Is that yes. right, Shakira? Of course, yes. Yes. Don't have to listen to us ranting all no. the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the song's called? Yeah. So, we've got Head on Home by Rocks Ferry. 
And after that, Room by Soap. More up next, folks, including an alcohol review. Love and it. where is it right on? Oh, Bartok. Oh, my God. Daniel, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Oh, 
phone Light on but there's no one home Never felt this caving in Are you mine? Are you Soap with Room, and before that, Rocks Ferry with Head On Home. Some smexy tunes for right your smexy ride home. Stoink Fest, that is Bar Talk. <laughs> Jesus. Am I, am I, am I, okay, as a person, what if, if I said, okay, we've described songs as stoinkers before. It's like a hard thumping song that would go well on a heavy reborn mix. But what would you, what would you think of, well, what would you think would be the human impersonation of a stoinker? You describe someone as a stoinker. Would they be a hard hitting individual that just always, like, not the literal sense? I know you give me that weird look as if you mean literally. No, I mean, like, you know, they're in your face, they're loud, they're heavy, maybe physically, but also maybe like, maybe like emotionally, guys, not to bring you down too hard. Oh, God. Is that what you imagine a stoinker of a person to be? You do not want to know what I think of a stoinker. Okay. Well, that, that, that thought of the day didn't work. Because uh, No, I mean, like, I'm thinking about it, right? It's like a dude, right? <laughs> Middle-aged dude. It's going to be a bloke, isn't it? A, a cup-sized boobs. I was going to say. Like, I'm you're, giving him You're the, doing a lot of, like, the- And, the, and for those who thing. can't watch this show at home, you know, because we're not- Because we're, <laughs> you know, a very visual show. She just, you know, just- she's, I've, I've she's, literally cupped my own- just cupping my man boobs over here. So, yeah, are you mentioning- 
I mean, I do like a lot of chicken Shakira, but I think that's going a bit far. No, but he needs to have the A cup size or B cup size boobs. Hmm. He's got to have the Buddha stomach because, <laughs> like, for luck. Oh, yes. And then he's wearing, like, this, like- So, do you can consider the larger man a, lu- a lucky man? A, a stoinkalicious man, indeed. Yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. He's stoinkalicious. All right. Okay. I'm gonna let you let you sit on that thought again it's- before I before I uh, banish you to the naughty corner again. 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 <laughs> I <laughs> mean, he's gonna have to. You only get one free naughty free naughty corner pass per episode. Can I just say he has to be my height as well? Okay. He's got to be short as fuck, but he's got to be like round, like actually, like. Okay. So Danny DeVito. Well- well, I mean, Danny DeVito's a bit more hotter Speaking looking of. than this one. So, like, <laughs> well, he's hotter so looking than this one. So, you're saying a stoker isn't exactly a well, well, good looking man then? Is that no, what you're unfortunately, okay. I'm saying he isn't that well endowed with uh, cleanliness. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. Folks. On that thought, we're going to go to the alcohol review. Stoinkalicious indeed. <laughs> now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Oh, wait, were we actually taking the piss? Uh, No, I already pissed earlier, so it's all good. Oh, shit, right. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Welcome to yet another exciting adventure timed full of alcohol reviews. Yeah, boy. Tonight, Shakira, this is one hell of a a looking bottle. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're taking the imports in tonight, folks. This is a UK beer. It's been a while since we've uh, gone over to those fair isles. With um with a taste of the taste of the Great British Isles, and you guys, it is called the Bombardier. No, it's Bombardia, <laughs> and apparently it's a premium British ale. I don't know what is considered premium compared to average. Uh, Bombardia by Eagle Wait, Brewery. Okay, have you heard of Bombardment? Yes, that's where I'm getting this from. Yes, the Bombardier. Oh, maybe you're pronouncing it correct. I I'm probably be. pronouncing it wrong, but, okay. like, because you made it sound so, like, fancy, and I'm like, oh, shit, Bombardier does not sound right. Uh, so, like. So, there, <laughs> there is, would you believe, just a little bit of beer wank on the back. Uh, it describes it as Read a it. fruity aroma and rich malty taste, providing a crisp, mouth-watering beer. Uh, now, that's that's it. They're very nice and close, you know, straight to the point. Uh, they are, bah, 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 bah. there's a bunch of ingredients in there, which I won't be bothered listing. And they've got all the descriptions in about every European language. So, this must be an export beer. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, I would actually, I would probably say so going by that there's a Union Jack on the cap, on the, on the lid. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely an export beer, folks. Something, something tis. What's, how do you do I the England? I Britannia rules the waves right now. Uh- <laughs> Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> All right, time to time to open you up. Ready? Show you ready? Yes, let's hear it. Ooh, subtle yet distinct with the uh, noise there. What do you reckon? Oh, you're gonna hate me for saying this. That was disappointing, as man. That's gonna come out nicely. I could hear it in the headphones. Okay. Once I once I edit it, it's gonna be. Mwah. It's gonna it's be. Just- it doesn't have to be that loud sometimes. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to take things down just a notch every so often. I I mean, look, I myself am a very loud- la- Oh, okay. No, yes. smell- don't taste it. You're not getting first dibs. That's fine. You can smell it. Hmm. Hmm. Not bad. Very strong, though. It it's, comes on very strong It smells like an ale. <laughs> it smells like noodles. But- <laughs> My my like nose, everything has been like out of whack. Oh, I swear to God, like legit, I'm smelling things that are not hey, there. 
Bro. The, the million dollar question is what does it taste like though? <gasps> Let's find out. Yeah. What is it? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's got a hoppier taste than I was expecting for a, an ale. Yeah. Like it's nowhere near a dark beer, but it's got a little bit of little bit of heftiness to it. Huh. Have oh. a have a have a little shot, Shakira. See what tell me what you think. Give me your honest, stonkiest opinion. I like it. You like it? It's nice. And it's technically past its best before date, folks, so you know it's uh, full of that freshness. It's that, extra fresh. That only Daniel could certify. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, I mean, look. What's the rating? I don't like- I, I like a, I like an ale. I'll, I'll give it that. I'm always, as, as I, you know, as I'm so evident by the fact that, I'm, you know, my standard drink tonight is the <laughs> old Furfy's refreshing ale. Of course. So, to go is. from a refreshing ale to a premium British ale- Premium. Uh, it's uh yeah, it's quite distinct for it for its style and yeah, it's um it's it's good. Decent. Yeah. yeah. I've had better beers, I'll give it that. But you know, I could I could do a session on these. What's the rating though? Hmm. What you thinking? That's a good question. Uh it is I'm gonna have another taste before I make that decision. <laughs> Just keeping us on the edge. Um I give it three out of five stoinkers. Three out of five, yeah. yeah. Decent. That's good. Nothing over the top special, but it does the job. Would Beautiful. you like another taste? Sure. Thank give you. Me, give me your rating. It's uh, While she's taking a little sip, folks, I I saw it says, because it's quite a large bottle. It's 500 mils and 5.2% um, ABV alcohol, um, alcohol bottling volume. I think that's what it stands for. But uh, yeah, any 5.2%. Um, and- I saw that the UK standards are 26, and I reminded myself looking at the the uh, complimentary import sticker, and it says 2.1 Australian standards. So, fuck you, British. Our standards are bigger. Blah, 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 blah. Bigger is better. Jesus Christ. I offend only a state, and you've decided to offend a whole country at yes, this point. Yes, I, I offend the colonizers. That's, that's how I roll, folks. <laughs> Uh, that'll, that'll make a lot of people That'll make a lot of people happy over these parts. Um, <laughs> Shakira. <laughs> Oh, my God. I don't even know, man. What What are you I thinking? Mean, I am maybe going to go a bit higher because I feel like, for me, on a drunk night, I could probably go through those, like, That's what I was thinking. I would be, these would be very easy to go through on a session. Like, at the start, I'm a bit like, okay, like, I can see myself, like, wanting to take my time with it. But then as you go in, you're like, nah, this taste is just getting more alluring as it goes. So, I'm going to- Bring it up a little bit higher, some like three point three five out of <laughs> just, five stonkers. Just, just, just a, a tip. smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. So three point three five watts out of five stonkers, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm I, going with your stonker rate. Stonker rating. Okay, yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah, like yeah, lucky you're with stonkers. Yeah. What music would you would you listen to drinking this? Gosh, would this I'm... be the beer you drink to the listening to the stonkers? Oh, mm. and if any of the songs we've picked tonight, any that we've played so far, which would oh. go, which pairs the best with this? I'm thinking like a, well, honestly, because it is like British, I'm thinking of like a heavy British styled, yeah, kind of rocky vibe. I was like going to say rocky. that soap song that we just played, the soap song da, with the blues. Da, da, oh. da, 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 yeah, no, da, you're right. Da, there. Just stand around, just like going at the going at the bar at this gig they're playing. Well, that's probably just, like, it then. Banging your head, Ugh. you know, not hitting anyone because they're not- socially distancing and uh, slamming some bombardiers. Bombardiers. 
Yeah. I mean, it, I, look, maybe it is the Bombardier. Bombardier. You make it sound so elegant, man. Yeah, like I'm, I'm Bombardier. Pretty, pretty elegant when I can be. Oh, of course. Of course. That's it for the alcohol review, guys. If you've got anything you want us to review, send us a free sample because I can't be fucked buying it if you, if you want to have it. Is it your turn? Oh, oh, is it my turn? But you've already been drinking it. Doesn't it's count. True, but like I oh, can right, still us, rate this. Give us a quick rating. This Come is on. my first one. This is Orchid Thief Cider. This is from like New Zealand, bro. I thought it was an Australian cider. No, it's <gasps> you dirty Kiwi traitor. Legit, right? Like, we look, didn't have any Kiwi artists on this this episode. I'm sorry. I at least matched up the key. For those of you who remember, uh, two weeks ago when I when I reviewed L and P, which is a but Kiwi like, drink. I actually had a Kiwi artist to play. But look we- at the little fox on it. It's so cute and fluffy. Sorry. I've- Mate, don't pat a, pat a fox. You'll probably get all of these diseases. I did. It's all cute. Um, so, there is like a picture of a fox on the front of it. Yeah. With an apple. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, he's the orchid thief. Yeah, the orchid- He's stealing the apples. He's stealing the apples. That was supposed to be making cider. But, but you know what? You're siding with the evil guy. You're siding with the villain, Shakira. I'm siding with Danny DeVito, bro. That's <laughs> where I'm siding with right now. <laughs> um, but I, I must tell you, um, in terms of some fluff, was it? Or what do you call it? Some jizz- Whatever, like backjes on the cover. I don't know. Like, Back, oh, you know, like uh, when beer they, wank or beer in this wank, case, yeah. cider wank. Yes. Sorry. Yes. So I called you, it jizz. You were close in the terminology. Yeah, I, was, I was getting there. Yes. But um, it pretty much just says produced by Redwood Cider Company, 523 Mountier Highway, Nelson, New Zealand. Send them your hate mail, folks, instead of us. Don't send us your hate mail. Send Orchid Thieves your hate mail. But, bro, I mean, there's no like. Cider wank on here, man. Oh. I mean, this is pretty fucking good shit right there. Okay, that, that's that's How that's stars that? in my books. Yeah, if yeah. you can keep it simple, if you can let the the beverage do the talking, the talking, right? Yeah. And does it talk? It for me, it does. I don't think for you it would. Personally, I had a taste before, yeah. but it's, it's cider. It's like it's, it's middle of the road for me. Yeah. So I mean, for me, I like it. So I'm giving it like four point one. So it walks the walk as well as talking talk. the talk. Yes, definitely does what it needs to. I mean. And this will be my kind of shit. Because it's like, it's not so heavy on either side. So you have a blend of both, like, I guess the actual alcohol and the fruit, which is what makes it really nice. Because I've had so many ciders that just overpower. And oh, it's yes. like, it's like, no, you don't want to drink this after, or like, <laughs> or just over sugary. Yeah. It, it's, it's too like much. You rot your teeth off after the second bottle. It's, it's all about that candy, honey. It's all <laughs> I like. It's all I get. Sugar. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, that's that's all for the alcohol review, guys. Mm-hmm. Again, if you have anything you want us to to just give us a brutal review, send it in because we don't want to pay for it. Exactly. Uh, I should mention, of course, all yeah. the other. Before we talk about the final songs for this episode, I should mention, of course, all our social medias uh, for us, and of course, AMR Australia. So, for, of course, for Bar Talk, you can always catch us catch our Facebook on uh, what is it? Yeah, Bar Talk AMR show on Facebook. I nearly forgot it. And of course, you can catch our YouTube channel. Where we put up all the interviews. Donate because we're first world broke ass hoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you can always uh, see a lot of our other stuff on the AMR socials on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as AMR underscore Australia. But don't forget, of course, you can catch any of the AMR podcasts, live streams and all the other shit that's coming out this this year and this summer on AustralianMusiciansRadio.com, the website for AMR stuff. And, of course, you can always catch our stuff on the Bar Talk page on the website or at shows.acast.com forward slash Bar Talk or wherever you get your podcasts. 
<sighs> All right. <laughs> that was beautiful, by the way. Thank you. I, I was- seriously get more ramblier with that every time I do it. Oh, mm. you were doing fine, man. Yeah. You were just like roll, like you were just roll, knock, roll, knock, roll, knock, roll, knock, knock. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's the, it's the, you it's knocking the, them out. It's the, it's the chore for the evening. Let's chore say. for these. <laughs> Getting the socials out of the way. Oh, of course, yeah. of course. It's, it's what you got to do. Shakira, do you want to tell us what the next song is that we're going to play? The next song? Yes, sir, Bob. You've mm. got to get, you've got to have that list handy and go, ready uh, to go. Yeah, I do. It's just because it keeps locking me out oh. every single time. Have you got auto, auto open or whatever? On your phone? No, it's because I've got it on low power, so okay. it like locks after thirty seconds, which I absolutely hate. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the moment, what we have on next is "Daylight Drip" by Astrals. Yes, how good does that sound? This one uh, sent in by Beehive PR, awesome guys that they are. Um, this one is there is um, Astrals' brand new single called "Daylight Drip," as you said. She's from Sydney. And yeah. it is just, yeah, I, I I stand this song all the way because of the like the the chorusy guitars and like nineties eighties. Yeah, like, it had worship. that it had that vibe to it, man. Like it's sort of getting into like a warm weather song. I think yeah. so. I, I think that I think that helped. Perfect for summertime, and, I think, yes. at this stage, yeah. And uh, retro VHS style video, of oh. course. Uh, not the one where they've shot with an actual VHS. You can tell it's. All added in post production, so uh, are yeah. you doing it the cheats ways, Austral? Go on, oh. buy a real nineties VCR. Jesus Christ, <laughs> can you buy it anymore? Like, I, I want to. My know. parents still have their old one. Oh my god, it still records on like the mini VHS tapes. Oh my god, that so is you know so I'm going to awesome. borrow that shit for a music video one day. Oh you know please, it. yes. Oh my god. And then after that, yes, uh, Shakira was. Um, I reckon one of the more emotive songs for the evening, uh, which is probably why why I put the emotive songs last because it just like gets get you crying. It so gets you in the feels. So I like to get people crying after the episode's done so they don't have to miss any of the good shit talk that we do. It but- stabs you in the feels, honey. <laughs> but uh, this next song is by two artists that, of course, need no introduction mm. um, in this country. The Paper Kites, which is their, with their new single, Without Your Love, Featuring a little well-known artist called Julia Stone. Um, this one is going to be off uh, their upcoming album, which is going to be called Roses. Roses. Um, and mm. I, I, yeah, I won't, I won't go into too much about it because you, know, you guys look up these guys any day of the weekend. Uh, only we, yeah. we only we only go into too much detail, but bad artists you may not have heard about before. But nonetheless, this is yeah, this is one of my favourites for the week. I really liked how this one vamped up. So it just got a nice crescendo it going. Yeah. Wasn't overly in your face. Had a really nice tempo to it, and it just—I think—it rounds out the episode nicely. So yes, <laughs> I'm but, yeah. glad. But their their That's album good. "Roses" is going to be out in March next year. Put it in your diaries. Beautiful. Um, Save up some monies. Save up some monies. <laughs> Look, they'll probably be playing live shows somewhere, somewhere next year. Who knows? Oh, I mean, I hope so. Unless if we go back into like a fourth lockdown. <laughs> Third don't lockdown, jinx it. Lo- I'm sorry, guys. I touch wood. I'm like knocking on <laughs> Again, wood right now. This whole lockdown's made you like just so much more pessimistic. It's it's a curse and a <laughs> blessing all the same because it, it's just two different polar opposites and it makes you horny in the end of it. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I digress.
I, I think we better. I think we. Be, I think we better let it's let on these last couple of songs. Yeah, it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's past my bedtime. Is it all right? I better let you go and have a little sleep. Little little sleep. Little Shalina. Little Shalina sleep. Wait, I call you Shalina. You just call me Shalina. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the episode before <laughs> I embarrass myself any further and you go and have a shack snooze. A shack snooze. Snack snooze. Snack snooze. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me back on the show, though. That uh, was. Thank you for berating me all evening. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's what I do, honey. It's what I do. Ah, yeah, folks. Enjoy these last two tracks for your pleasant pleasantries. It's Australs with Daylight Drip and the Paper Kites without your love featuring Julia Stone on. Bar Talk! See you next week. See you next week.